welcome to TVT on Air. In this podcast, we will explore the cultural impact of the metaverse. We are joined today by our guest speaker, Jeff Norton, author of the popular Meta Wars series. Welcome, Jeff, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me. It's great to be here. To start with, please feel free to introduce yourself and give us a bit of background on your career. Sure, yeah, I wear a number of hats. I suppose um, I've spent the last 15, 16 years or so primarily working in television. So I'm a writer, I'm a producer, I'm an executive producer, media executive. I spend a lot of time helping people get their books made into television shows. Um, But I'm also an author. And so for the last 12 years or so, I've been a, a published novelist. And my very first book, which is the one you mentioned, I actually started writing it about uh, just over 12 years ago called Meta Wars. And Meta Wars is an action thriller, sci-fi um, set in a, a world where we interface digitally by and large in, in what I called in the book a metasphere. And um, it, it's found newfound popularity, I suppose, in particular in the last few months with everything that's been going on with, uh, uh, with discussions around the, the metaverse and where we might be going in next iterations of the internet. Amazing. As you never know where things will lead in the future. It's remarkable, I think, sometimes if you if you ever write something that has got any kind of speculative or futurist bent, um, chances are you're going to be wrong, and sometimes you might be right. And uh, I'm not saying that everything that was uh, written down in the book is is going to come to pass, but it's been remarkable how prescient the uh, the novel actually was, and it, it it spurred three sequels. So there's actually four books in that series. Uh, well, for many, um, the creation of the metaverse has opened up many possibilities, as we know. Um, what do you think will be the biggest impact of this new virtual world? Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I do think it's um, it's going to have a, a large cultural impact. And, and I think the two places we're going to see it most immediately, uh, one is in um, increasing interactivity between users. So being able to facilitate, and we've already started on this road with social media, both for the good and and frankly, probably for the bad. Um, And I think that will only increase exponentially as shared spaces are are created and people can engage with one another. And it brings all sorts of ethical and moral questions open um, that need debating and and certainly needs to be resolved. But I do think it's an interesting and exciting opportunity to be able to bring people together and I'm generally speaking in, in favor of, of bringing people together versus keeping them apart. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is what I call the depth of geography. And we're already starting to see this. I think it's been accelerated by the pandemic. And, and in a way, it's amazing. You know, you and I right now are, are chatting over uh, digital tools like we're on Zoom. And that is probably the sort of on-ramp to the metaverse. I mean, it's in, in another you know, in another time, we would probably be in a studio together doing this physically, but we're actually able to do this remotely. And so what I mean by the death of geography is I think there are some experiences that typically are scarce because of geography or are limited because of capacity. And the most obvious of this would be something like a concert, right? And I think that's interesting that places like Roblox are holding 
concerts in their virtual worlds, because ordinarily that would be an event that a limited number of people could attend. But I think one of the things that's interesting about where the metaverse tools may be taking us is that we can actually have experiences that were per perhaps only restricted to a small number of people, but in effect could be completely global or completely open. And I think that's a really interesting thing that we haven't, we're only just scratching the surface on. You know, I think there's going to be a period of finding our way in the dark a little bit. You know, I think the future is is unwritten, and I think what's going to be interesting is there's probably going to be two steps forward and one step back over a number of years as different tools and different technologies try and figure out what the consumer actually wants. My you know, my North Star in all of this is how do you make people's lives better, right? How do you use the tools and technology to actually enhance somebody's experience? And I think the companies that do that and stay laser focused on the consumer and on the user will win. I think there's a lot of uh, companies and there's a lot of entities that are in love with their own technology and they've got sort of technology looking for a consumer. But my perspective would be if you work backwards from the user and think about what, what can I do that makes this person's life more enhanced than the way it is now? And is there a role that technology can play in that? I think that's where we're going to see the biggest impact. Thank you. Um, so many have called the metaverse, obviously the new internet or the web 3.0. Uh, we've heard that phrase thrown about all over the place. Um, do you agree that it will replace the internet? You know, I think of it in a much more um, iterative perspective than replacement. I think all media, if you, if you look at all the media that we've been able to enjoy, starting from uh, you know the, the, the written word and then the printing press, everything has been iterative and additive. And so I'm not sure that whatever you want to call it, metaverse or web 3.0, will fully replace the tools and the technology that we have today. But I do think there is an evolutionary step. And I think there will be media that plays out in the world of consumers in parallel. Um, you know, right now we are spoiled for choice between uh, watching things digitally, going to the cinema, watching television, reading a book, going online, engaging in social media, and all of those things are possible at once, and not any one of those things has replaced something else. Um, so I think it's much more iterative, and I think probably where we'll go in the future is that some of the uh, some of the technology will start to blend. And what I mean by that is, I think the big opportunity for the, the metaverse in terms of touching the real world is gonna be starting to bridge the gap between the real and the virtual. And so people tend to always think about things like a virtual world or a fully immersive uh, experience. And we tend to think about goggles and glasses and you know plugging yourself into the metaverse. I think the flip side will also be true, which is in our ordinary lives, in our real lives, in the real world, I think we'll see more and more, and this is where something like augmented reality comes more into play than virtual reality, we'll see some of these digital tools come in. And, and you know, you just have to walk around a shopping mall today and see teenagers comparing, um, you know, comparing prices or uh, clothing on their phone before they make a purchase uh, to realize that that's already happening now. And I think that's the, the, the next iteration in terms of letting the virtual bleed into the real. Finally, is there any advice you would give to those developing the metaverse? 
It's a good question. You know, I think I would go back to my instinct in terms of starting with the consumer and working backwards. Um, I think time and time again, we've seen companies that have tried to go into new technologies for their own reasons, right? They have a technology and they want to push it on a consumer. And I think invariably that tends to fail. I think if you start from the position, and, and listen, I'm, I don't think the consumer always knows what they want, but I'm a big believer in paying attention and often looking for compensating behaviors, right? I mean, I started my career way back when at Procter & Gamble developing new brands and new, new businesses for them. And one of the things we did back then is we really paid attention to what people were doing and what they weren't doing. And it wasn't about having a specific technology that we could push onto that consumer, but we would always look at, okay, what is, what's somebody doing in their ordinary lives that if we could help make it a bit better, there would be an opportunity there. And I think if, if I were giving some guidance and some counsel to anyone developing for the metaverse and whether that's software, technology, hardware, would be how do you make sure that it works for the consumer and that actually makes their lives better? Um, I think you always get into trouble if you just simply try and you know, shove a technology down somebody's throat. I think it's, it's short-lived and it's cynical. Um, but I think if you, if you genuinely try to make people's lives better, that's the path. That's the path to victory. Okay, thank you so much for your time today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here, Jeff. Thank you very much. And with that, we would like to thank you all for listening to this TBT On Air podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please sign up for access to TBT Premium, online and mobile content, including the latest global trends, news and insights. Our online publication allows you to access unlimited credible knowledge and daily information through written articles, podcasts and webinars. To do this, all you have to do is visit www.tbtech.co.